Hello, Apprenticeship Diary listeners. This is Taco Dog, part one of our time with Paulina Romaine, owner and operator of Mill Pond Salon in Minnesota, and soon-to-be owner and operator of the Art of Ink Studio. Welcome to the Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined. Let's be real, we're still working on refined. <laughs> what it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made. Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories begin. Hello, diary listeners. I'm here today with uh, Miss Paulina Romaine. She is an owner of a salon. It's called Mill Pond Salon. And in January of this year, she's going to be opening up a tattoo studio. She's a licensed uh, cosmetic tattoo artist. And she's also a senior cosmetologist, which means for anyone who doesn't know that she knows how to actually teach cosmetology. And uh, she's here today with me. We we uh, we met via DM. She reached out and said that she liked the podcast, which, you know, I can't. I can't like let that pass by. I got to talk to her. So <laughs> here she is today. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. Um, so uh, you, before we started recording, you told me, uh, and we're going to dive into a lot of things, but um, you're, you're a licensed cosmetic tattoo artist, but you're trying to, you know, get into tattooing itself. And that's been a, a kind of a hurdle that was unexpected. I figured we'd start there and then we can, we can go back, you know, right. and jump around. That's fine. But let's start there. <laughs> so, definitely. Um, so I have been doing permanent cosmetics for three and a half years now, and I've been doing hair for 13. So about 10 months ago, um, after all this time, I had two babies and then I had to get some allergy testing after that. And I found out that I'm allergic to hair color. Well, I own a salon. What a bummer, right? Like, that sucks. Um, now, do you think that it was it? Because a lot of things happen. People don't realize with kids and having them that your body goes through a lot of stuff. I mean, I've met people where half their head is curly afterwards and the other half is poker straight. Like that's what kind of body chemistry. Crap right. You, do you think it was from that or? I think it was partially related. Yeah. Like I've had sensitive skin like my entire life. So I've always been dealing with like environmental allergies and like different things with my skin. But then like after having my second baby, it just like spiraled. And I was like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. So seems like it was a good trade-off though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For you know? <laughs> and, it, and it's brought you to here. Like I, I love, um, because this is, this is a, this is a neat passion story because you're, you know, you're kind of showcasing what you got to do when you got to, you got to just switch gears. I mean, there's no yeah. other choice. You can't keep hurting yourself, um, to pursue what you were doing. Um, right. and now you have to switch gears within that. Um, why did you, it, was it just a, a matter of wanting a complete, like, um, a full service kind of salon to integrate the cosmetic tattooing? What, what kind of spawned that? So what happened was, I think it's probably been like four and a half or five years. I got my brows done for the first time. I got microblading and I am like, this is the best thing this ever happened to me. Like, right. why am I just now figuring this out? Like, cause I would not like, I don't have to wear a lot of makeup. Like I'm completely comfortable in my skin, but like, I wouldn't go anywhere without my brows on because <laughs> it was, it was bad. Um, There's no emotion. 
I right. am the same way. I, I tattooed my own on, you know, I'm cheap like that. Oh, uh, I mean, I can, I can order right. everything and I figured, fuck it. If I'm going to mess up anybody's face, <laughs> I'll, mess up, I'll mess up mine and then I'll go to a professional if I really mess it up, you know, right? help me. Um, <laughs> but my boyfriend was like, well, are you really going to do that yourself? What if you mess up? I'm like, eh, you know, I, I feel like right. I've been doing it long enough. I'm, I probably know when to stop. <laughs> right. But it went fine. And I'm just like you, I, 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 I mean, I love playing with my look. I'm comfortable with it, but I, I don't like waking up and not be able to see my eyebrows. Yeah. There's no, like so much of the facial emotion comes from there. And, you know, yeah. I just like being emotive and expressive and I don't know, like I'm very envious of eyebrows. So I'm with you. I got to do the same. Right. My, my eyebrows are definitely a product of the early two thousands, you know, like the Christina Aguilera, like nothing mm-hmm. there brows, like my senior pictures, I wouldn't even use like any face close-ups because the Photoshop, like, you know, the quick edits, like left a tiny little line, yeah. half his eyebrow and it was just pointing up. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this is so bad. It was no, I horrible. I, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of listeners who completely understand. Yeah. No, it's the same. I've actually, I, I've considered cosmetic tattooing. I have a friend locally, she teaches it and I've considered taking one of her class, you know, just to right. get more accolades, more things under me, you know, who yeah. knows, but, um, that's really cool. So it, it just, it made all the difference for you. And you're like, I yep. want to learn this. Yep. That's awesome. That right on. Exactly. it. <laughs> Now I failed to mention when I introduced you, you're in um, Minnesota, right? St. Cloud? Um, south of St. Cloud. So like okay. no one will know what town we're talking about. So there's not really a point in mentioning it, but yeah, right by St. Cloud. I mean, it's a place. I Look, I didn't know anything about Minnesota until I went there. I just knew yeah. it was a state. <laughs> so <laughs> I knew it was cold. That's why well, everybody said it's cold and it's a state. If you ever want to come back, I'd love to have you. Yeah, no, I would totally do that. And you're opening up your own studio. I'd love to guest spot. It would be so great. You know, that'd be really awesome. I had a great time there. And I actually, I didn't mind the weather. Like, uh, right. It's consistent there. Yeah. Here, man, you get it all and you get it all every (laughs) other day. Like it's, it's nuts. So I didn't mind. Our spring gets that way a little bit, but like, if you come in the middle of winter, if you come in the middle of summer, like you're generally knowing what to expect. Like I I'm okay with the cold. I just hate the wind. Like when my <laughs> boogers are freezing and I'm walking outside, that's what gets me. Yeah, like, you're like, if you nope. have to spend any extensive period of time, that's when it's a pain in the butt. Yes. Yep. No, I feel you. But I would, I would imagine, well, if there's wind, the hairstyles, I was just thinking about like, you know, not having hair trauma, but if there's wind, then, you know, you're screwed. At least it's, I was going to think like here, there's humidity, like just severe humidity and you're, you're screwed. If you have any kind of like curl to your hair, it's just like Afro puff. There's, I mean, there's products, but (laughs) yeah. Right. Like only do so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. So we had, we'd also discussed that you have always drawn uh, in your history. I guess talk about, I guess talk about all of it. I mean, most people, you know, that go into to hair, at least in my experience, had somebody in their family that was in the industry or something like that, or they're just naturally creative. But um, I guess, I guess discuss that you do like to draw and, and that's what's kind of pushing you into this next phase. Um, right. 
so I guess like it's kind of funny because like in my family there's not like a whole lot of my mom my mom is one of those rubber stamper like make greeting cards kind of person Mm -hmm. like there's Uh that but like she wakes up and does not brush her hair doesn't do a damn thing like and me and my sister both ended up becoming cosmetologists like where that came from we don't really know it was not her (laughs) but is there like a an affinity to want to help people or be there for people in some way because yeah that's like the rubber stamp car person it's just like they're the thoughtful one they're the one that like yeah definitely yeah. like there's a lot of like nursing history in our family that's and- it <laughs> So like we all want to care for somebody, right? Like my sister actually tried going back to school for nursing a couple of years ago. She's like, man, this shit is hard. I'm going to stick to doing hair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they say it's like a cross pollinator. Like people usually in hair are advancing into nursing and, and vice versa. I think it's a nice fallback. Um, if, if you want to, you know, do something that's a little less you know, cause it's holistic, um, at hair, the whole profession it's, it's, it's grappling a mental, I think, uh, health aspect of humanity and people. It, yeah. It's amazing. And you feel like, I mean, I'm sure I'm not alone, but like everybody, they just, you feel cleaner after yeah. you get your hair done. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's almost as if your entire body has been scrubbed, even though they just managed your head. Yeah. <laughs> weird if it's done well I guess right yes <laughs> but yeah. yeah I I feel that way about it so that's cool so uh what what did that look like in Minnesota I don't know what the uh the the whole journey is with that I mean it's it's interesting for our listeners because each state I mean most people don't know each state is like with any kind of regulation it's different right um how so- does that look since since I went like back in 2009 when I went for cosmetology, I actually went in South Dakota because I lived like right on the border of Minnesota and South Dakota and they go by hours. Right. So mm-hmm. cosmetology in Minnesota is 1550 hours in South okay. Dakota. At that time, it was 2100 hours, which is like oh. the max nationwide. And everyone's like, damn, that's a long time. But in my <laughs> head, I'm thinking ahead. I'm like, I can do this and I can move wherever I want to. Like, yeah, except for Florida. Florida is the only one that I've heard. It's like, F you, we don't care where you've been. You got to do our shit. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I'd have to really make a move to move to Florida. Like, so I guess I'm prepared and it's more of a retirement kind of place for me. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you in, in here. I think it's around the same. I think it's 1500. If you go to school, and it's 3,500 if you do an apprenticeship under a person. So, and I wish Minnesota had that. They don't really. Yeah. Like I have a girlfriend who got her South Dakota license and she wants to move to where I'm at and take a job at my salon, which I'm like, yeah, come for it. I can't do hair. You can have my chair. Um, but because she's licensed recently in South Dakota, they said she has to go back to school for 50 hours. And I'm like, dude, that's like a week in a day. Like, really? Right. Can I just uh, report some hours to you at my salon and have her yeah. like qualify? Can't, can I just get like 50 hours of supervised work? But oh, no, God. like the cosmetology industry in Minnesota, I'm not even going to lie to you. I On your one podcast, you talked about like, 
all the hoops and how we have the most expensive like visit uh uh regulatory body yeah yeah and um like it's insane it's crazy it's completely insane like the cosmetology board is stricter on my salon than the department of health that monitors the tattooing that i do Yep. Well, and it's because, and it goes all the way back to the history of our profession. Um, you know, it's the oldest second to, to prostitution, which isn't even a legal thing, but imagine if that was legal and what the regulations would have to be surrounding that. And it was back in the day when there was no distinction between health, health care and what we did, we provided teeth pooling, bloodletting, you know, like right. we were, we were locked in and then they, they, they fractionalized us, but they didn't deescalate and they never do. No, they never deescalate the regulation whatsoever. But the funny part about it though, is they're talking, they were in talks of doing that in Minnesota and I'm like, do it. And everyone, yeah. everyone's like, no, no, then anybody. And I'm like, yeah. So they they understand that if they deregulate it, like people are going to fish out the people who suck and didn't like put any time or effort into it or those who are holding those high standards still like it's not going to change anything no it'll it'll just make it yeah it'll just it'll it'll allow people to um to frame their their profession in a way that they would like to and um kind of really make bonds with people that that is 50 50 and the other part of it is is that like how many people even know like Right. You see the piece of paper on the wall. Do you have any clue as to what went into that? Do you have any clue about the ratings of the person that that did that test? I mean, I passed, I passed my my um, barber's license test, and I completely failed the bloodborne patch and barber <laughs> because I ran out of supplies. I nicked my boyfriend so many times that I didn't have enough. Oh. I didn't have enough stuff to to. <laughs> I mean, they could clearly see that I knew how to do it. Right. But I just, I, I failed it technically because I didn't have enough supplies. Had I been in the salon that would have stocked all that stuff and you didn't right. make these packets to go into like your testing area, yeah. I would have been fine. But like, like, I mean, I don't know how many of my, now granted too, professionally, I've only done one hot lather shave for money in my life. Most people <laughs> I mean, the tests themselves, that's the other part of it is they're so antiquated half the time that, right. you know, they, they want all this money for what you learn. And then they don't ever like keep the quality standards up to make sure that it's a screening process for quality. I mean, that that's the other part of it is, is that in order to do that, you'd have to, you'd have to rewrite books. You'd have to reformulate all the education protocols. You'd have to do all of that perpetually. And that that costs a lot. And that's, that's a continuing education thing in itself, which we both know that you, you kind of learn as you go, like each client is their own thing. You know? Um, I mean, just in the case of you and your allergy, I mean, that happened, you know, that's what you get with, uh, why are we running out of time? This is terrible. I don't know if like, did they like change zoom is it like the free version? Yeah, but it used to be that you got two participants for mm-hmm. as long as you want. Now it seems like, I mean, everybody's charging more these days. We might have to like stop and start again. I might have to send you another link. 
because we got 10 mm-hmm. minutes and we're not gonna we're gonna take a lot longer than that yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> but um it's fine um i'm not gonna upgrade we'll we'll just let the clock run out and yeah. i'll upgrade later i'll have to because apparently they're charging now for for more more time but we we're well, not gonna do that yet my husband can help you out with that too like he uses google meet so he might have a suggestion for you oh cool having, like upgrade your zoom oh fantastic that's wonderful yeah we can always you can always yeah. do that for anybody who's out there apparently uh zoom's being weird and you know i'm not weird they're charging more i square is doing the same thing my square account they're now they're now billing for things they never billed for before everything's getting charged it's fine but yeah like you said um if regulation um got if if they they de-escalated it and and took all the regulatory stuff out of it it would be much better i feel it would be well like here's the thing about like minnesota that drives me a little wonky when it comes to cosmetology so the board of cosmetology in minnesota is not like a state-funded agency so they charge us more for licenses and fines and all that stuff because they're not a part of the department of health they're their own entity right so check this out like you're in a nail salon you're getting your fingernails done and you get finished and that girl walks you up to the register but doesn't throw the disposable nail file away before she does that and she happens to walk with you to be courteous because that's right. what we do. We walk our clients up to the front desk right? and an inspector walks in and walks over to the nail station. There's a dirty single use nail file. That's $1,500 in fines what? for a nail file Wow! because they charge that stylist $500. They charge the salon manager $500 and they charge the salon owner $500. Like that's how they make their money. So like, I'm like, deregulate me. I don't care. Bravo to you to even have the cojones to open a salon, dude. Like it's insane. That's now, did you figure that out as you went? Or is that something that like, you know, that's the way they've always been. But like, I've always like had like a high standard. Like, I don't want somebody walking some grungy ass place. Like, no, like. I want to treat people the way you want to be treated. (laughs) Like when I, when I first opened the salon, I had a lady walk in and she like, she's like, I want to take my shoes off because it feels so homey and cozy, you know, like, and that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, not like I'm going to walk into this grungy place and like, Oh, do I want to get my hair done here? I don't know. Well, and that's what people don't realize is that we have eyes. Okay. Like I, I have I have a gut that can tell me like I'm in a place where I don't belong or that I shouldn't, you know, if you have any kind of boundaries or anything, right. you're, you're gonna, you're gonna look at a place and go, ah, eh, right. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think I want this. And then yes. there's the other part of it is that like, you, like I was saying before, you don't know certain things like that. Like in your mind, it would, it would never for instance, it would never occur to you that you, you couldn't, as a practitioner, walk some, walk me up to the cash register. I'd probably look at you or you were rude. If I saw you like cleaning up your station before you walked me up, Right. I'd probably be like, what the hell, man? Like, 
but if you don't know that that's the rules, you, right. you don't know why. And so you're, you're sitting there being like, okay, well, this is awkward. Like, I don't, <laughs> right, yeah. and then you start grading somebody in a way that's so ridiculous. And that's, that's what I'm talking about with the regulations and especially with hair, man, like it's not, I mean, yeah, it takes a certain kind of personality. It takes a certain kind of person and, um, preferably you would want somebody who has you know a high standard for you know themselves and others like a perfect example of like a deregulation versus like someone who knows what they're doing or whatever like a few weeks ago now this is the most bizarre thing that's ever happened like I've never had anything come close to it we had a 15 year old girl have a seizure while she was getting foils done and so like had to call 911, whatever, yeah. you know, and like, like she came to and was up like by the time they got there and like had the stretcher in there and everything. And like the ambulance crew, crew is ready to haul her off with these right. foils in her head. And we're like, well, she's awake and she's kind of like, she knows where she's at. She knows right. who she is. We need to get this off of her hair. Right. We have Otherwise, to. it's going to melt her hair off. Yes. And we can't do that. Yes. Like she's not unconscious. She's not whatever. Just let us do that first. Yes. Somebody who didn't know what they were doing. Yep. Wouldn't have known, you know, like they would have just been like, oh, let me just like pull these foils out and I'm not going to like rinse her hair in any way, shape or form. Like, I mean, freaked out and just paralyzed with the, you know, the sheer humanity of it all. And the fact that they're seizures, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, even just that and what to do when there's a seizure, you know, make sure that there's no objects, make sure their head's protected, you know, things like that. Um, I, I don't think a lot of people realize how medical a lot of the, the cosmetology field is when you're learning about it. But so I, look, I'm fine with some regulations. Right. Um, I think the basic, I don't, I don't know if there can be like, base, I mean, there is, there's basic first aid, there's basic P, you know, PP, yeah. um, BBP and things like All that. Damn acronyms anyway. <laughs> I know exactly. That's my attitude. <laughs> we got three minutes. I just want to give you some forewarning before I might have to like send you another link, which is fine. But <laughs> just so you know, if we get cut off, um, but yeah, like I, uh, that's that's the stuff you know like it it it's those things that make it a lot harder um and it also makes um it makes it i mean i don't know how you feel and how how because you're a business owner as well right the only thing that i would say about the deregulation is the attitude um that i would expect to get from little pissant person yeah that comes in not having had all those regulations and being just hot granted excited energetic all those things all those things I've been but that I had somebody kind of not I mean sometimes smack me but not literally but like you know like humble me to my experience be like calm down greenhorn you don't know everything like just chill out you got a lot to observe first and I see a lot online Um, because they belong to like apprenticeship groups. And just recently I had a guy like call me the most self-entitled person that I'm not kind, that I, 
that if maybe I should give back that I should, you know, like teach people. Meanwhile, I'm like, dude, I have a fucking podcast. What are you talking about? And might, might I remind you, you're teaching yourself via videos that were created by my generation of tattoo artists. Right. So what do you want? (laughs) I mean, that's just even, even girls who have gone to school in the cosmetology industry, local, like a big part of opening a commission salon for me was like when I graduated school, the town that I lived in, you had no option but to booth rent or drive an hour to have a commission job. And I didn't want to drive an hour. Like I wanted to be in the town that I was in. So I had to like open my own salon right away. Um, so I was in like this little 600 square foot space. I lucked out a lady was retiring and I bought all of her stuff. Like I I thought I knew it all back then too. Right. Right. Like I didn't have anybody to help me when I did have questions. So I was like, I want a salon that I can help people. Mm -hmm. So like I've been there and I've had these girls who are just out of school and they're like, I'm hot shit. And I know what I'm doing. Like, I don't need you. And I'm like, okay, have fun. See you later. You're going to have that that attitude. attitude, Mm -hmm. Like you're 21. You don't know everything and life's going to smack you in the face and you're going to learn and you're going to come back and be like, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, like maybe you were right. Well, and, and just as long the as time. you learn from it. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. And that's the truth is that like, I kind of put a pin in everything. Um, cause this guy, I was just like, I just hope you reflect on everything that you said to me right now. I hope you reread these things a couple of times. I said, because you don't know me from nothing. I don't know you. I'm just telling you that you're emotionally spouting on the internet, a place where you should expect trolls. Um, They're the world around. Oops. Sorry, listeners. Uh, I had a bit of a issue on Zoom. So uh, I figured I put in this very awkward break in our interview just to kind of segue But without further ado, I'd like to reconnect us to my time with Paulina. So here we go. And sorry about that. I'm hitting hitting record again. So this might be a couple start and stops. Their Zoom changed their pro. I'm going to have to upgrade. If I, you know what, if I have to upgrade, it's fine. But if your husband has some kudos that or some tips, I'll take them. Um, All right. I I love that there's, because that's, Man, the more people I talk to, the more I understand about professions, how hard it is to get involved in things. And um, it's just really, uh, it, it's it's crazy how it evolves. I mean, I guess it, the thing to keep in mind, I think always is that there's best intentions always attached to them, but they very rarely turn out that way in the end. Because I, I think what happens is, is like, there then becomes so many different like degrees of separation between those who teach, those who regulate, those who actually yeah. practice, you know, those who then sell, sell uh, tools to people who practice it, that it just becomes so many different special interests yeah. and then nobody actually works together. And it sounds like that in your area, that's amazing that they're not attached to the board of health, that they're actually a private industry. Um, that's probably the reason why they don't allow for apprenticeship there because I wish um, they did. <laughs> yeah. Well, it cuts into their money because yeah. that would mean that each of you could be as a senior, you know, somebody who could be your own school. Yeah. So they want to uh, corner the market there, which is yeah. real shitty, real, real shitty. 
Yeah. Um, that's usually how it is. That's what most people don't understand. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. how it gets. You get some pencil pusher who has never eventually, you know, it becomes this way. It never starts out this way. It's usually people right. in, in the industry that start it because they want something great. And then it becomes this thing where, you know, the actual practitioners are not the ones who actually uh, slam the hammer down, so to speak. Uh, right. So that's crazy, dude. So how does, how does it work in, um, once you uh, decided you want to go into cosmetic tattooing, how does that look in Minnesota? So it's the same as if you want to be a body art, like tattoo technician, I guess I'm really bad at saying the right words. Uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Tattooer, tattoo artist, yeah. technician, practitioner. I don't care. Yeah. It all falls <laughs> under the same category. So like I took a, this sounds insane to me when I'm looking at what I'm doing to get into like tattooing itself now. Um, I took a six day in-depth course, mm -hmm. which is like more than most. Yeah. Because most oh, yeah. take like a day or two class. You're like, I mean, it's fine, fine, girl. I took that long to do lifeguarding. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like right? lifeguarding. That's, that's what it was. It was a six day in-depth trial yeah. and error. You know, you be the victim, you be the rescuer course that then you're, you're now okay to be hired to save lives. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. So <laughs> I did this course. Right. And, um, like I had to do 200 hours of apprenticeship hours. Now the school that I went to at the time, like if you've been in tattoo in any period of time, apprenticeship hours, like apprenticeships, I think on common are around two years. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah yep. so 200 hours like if you really pound that shit out you can actually get it done and really yep. quick but yep. like that's ink to skin time mm. gotcha. so, like a bunch of people like at this academy were like oh we're gonna map each other's eyebrows and count this towards our apprenticeship hours and like the department of health caught wind of this and they're like oh hold on a minute that doesn't count <laughs> Oh, like, I don't blame them because like, I've been talking to a lot of my clients lately too. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get a little nitpicky. Sorry. My OCD is coming out. I just kind of make some tweaks here. Right. Like, and they're like, no, no, it's fine. I'm like, well, I hope so. Because would you want someone who is like coming in to tattoo your face? Yeah. Be like, oh, that looks all right. Sounds good. Let's get started. It's good enough. <laughs> yeah, good enough. Like, okay. I mean, like we've all seen those horror stories that circulate on social media which are giving the industry a really bad, like bad vibe. So, I mean, it, it isn't, it isn't. I mean, I think that, I mean, it, it isn't, I guess so. Like, but at I the think, same time, like, I, again, we have eyes. Yeah. Like, right. Like, but people think, but like, I'm with you. I would much rather have somebody like now. take their time, Let it take yeah. your time, whatever you need, you take it. Yeah. I, you're on my face. So right. <laughs> I'm with <Exactly>. you. <laughs> well, like, one of my like first clients at like my place, like was a friend of mine. And I swear to you, we went back and forth for like nine months because she kept coming to me and she's like, I don't want this. And I don't want that. Like, I'm just scared. I don't want my eyebrows to look like, I'm like, Okay. I got you. Like, okay. Like, I don't want to do it till you're ready anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. like a tattoo is permanent and that's 
I mean, that's the fact of it. So I would much rather like do two or three free consultations with somebody to make sure that they're like, yes, I'm committed. I want to do this because I don't want that person who is going to like walk out in the week later, be like, oh, no, this wasn't for me. I wish I would have never done it because that that can ruin my reputation, too. Like, you know, I think it's your time and hair, too, that has kind of taught you that as well, because um, I have never messed somebody up mentally so badly with the tattoo as I have a hair, you know, anything here because it's so immediate and you realize how critical that consultation is, how, how critical it is to be on the same page as your client and hear them. There's a lot of things that like cross over for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's been the difference with me and a lot of tattoo artists, even if they're really good tattoo artists, they, the problem that I have with them is that it seems like they don't love people. And for me, yeah. it's like, dude, I can't, I can't imagine. I, I I mean, I can imagine doing my art and being fulfilled by that, but I can't imagine having my art be on a canvas where I have to interact with a person. And I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I love people so much that it's like, I'm with you. I, I would rather you take as many consultations, take as much of my time as necessary to be clear about what you want because it helps me first of all learn about people and their anxieties and be a better practitioner but it's also helpful for you because I I don't I don't want to do something to anybody that's going to lack an integrity and you know that is like you said forever it's not a haircut that'll just grow back I mean at least at the end of the day when you you know mess up somebody's highlights or something in their eyes not necessarily for real but in their <laughs> eyes, um, it, you know, it's like the end of the world, but you know, there's a rebound people real, they're like, Oh, you know, I have more hair. It's fine. It's right. fine. I'm good. I mean, like, I, I think it's perfect crossover. Like mm-hmm. I preach to people, like, think about it this way. Like it's about providing that value. Like no matter what industry you're in, like it in tattoos and in cosmetology, it really translates because like, I tell my staff all the time, I'm like, listen, guys, like, it doesn't matter if you give the best haircut on the block. Yeah. If you give the best experience, people are willing to pay more, even if it's a mediocre haircut, because they're coming here for a feeling, not for anything else. Yeah. And, and you said it right there, like, um, we really are masters at teaching people their own value because we do recognize the value and the service that we're providing. Um, and we have to learn that because it isn't, it isn't on its face necessary. A lot of the things that we did, I mean, yeah, regular, you know, generic grooming and all that stuff is, but the kind of services we provide are more, are more like, you know, crafting image and dreams. So but that's so important to somebody's self-worth and teaching them to love themselves. And it, it is, it's a great crossover to tattooing. Cause again, it's like next year, like nobody needs a tattoo, you know? like, but it is, it's so psychologically yielding for a person and validating and just amazing. Right. Um, and, and I'm sure on the cosmetic level, I mean, you recognized it right away with your eyebrows. Um, have you experienced that more and more as you've done the cosmetic portion? Oh Uh, yeah. Like 
I've had people with alopecia and things oh. like that, you know, and like, I'm working on train, like, as long as I'm putting in a hundred percent all the time, like I'm happy. So like right now I'm working on training on areola replacement and scalp nice. micropigmentation, like, because I want to give people that feeling mm-hmm. like, do I love doing my art? Do I love drawing? Do I love all that? Yeah, absolutely. And I love seeing the happiness that comes out of that, but nothing will be beat someone who is like oh my god you made me feel whole again and like that's what I have gotten from people who have the alopecia and like I have a few friends who are cancer survivors and they're like you can use me as your practice and I'm like I don't know that I want to do that because like you've already been through enough shit and I don't want to make you go through more but (laughs) they're like girl you don't even know I'm so ready I can't even feel these things anymore. Go for it. <laughs> Half the time they're like, they only feel it until you get to like the sternum. And they're like, oh yeah, there's still sensitivity there. <laughs> right. I've never done areolas. I've only done tattoos across, um, yeah. you know, clients' boobs that had them replaced because the ones that I worked on, they didn't have um, breast cancer. They had the gene and did the preemptive mm-hmm. surgery just to say, I don't yeah. want to deal with it. Yeah. And, you know, they couldn't save the nipples or anything like that. So they were like, ah, you know, I'm just going to rock what I have. It's, it is what it is. Um, make it something beautiful, you know, like the, none right. of this I wanted, you know? Yeah. So let's, let's just have fun now. And I think that's the kind of the resignation in that. And it's a freeing thing too. Um, in fact, <laughs> my friend, Kathy and I just today, she's like I said, prior to us recording uh she's another uh hairstylist and she loves the weather here in maryland she's like dude i love it it's a lesson in control (laughs) (laughs) you have none (laughs) right i mean you're right you're kind of is i was like i think that's why i don't care anymore it's just because i'm like hey man i just come ready to go i got my my umbrella i got my blanket in my everything's in my car i got my solar panel like uh, phone charger. I mean, I'm like girl scouting it out. And she's like, yeah, man. Cause you know, you learn, you learn here. Right? What you got to have. Yep. <laughs> so true. But it's the same with like anything like, like, um, when, when you are like, it's like we had said the, the emotional part of this job, it's, it's so, I mean, you know, it's holistic. It's that part of healthcare that is very, very needed. And we didn't, I don't think we really felt that until, um, COVID really how did that hit you guys um how are you after that? I mean what did that do for you well it was it was I mean it wasn't the worst timing in the world but it was next to it because we opened the salon in March of 2019 oh girl and then found out we were pregnant with our first child in January or excuse me June and we had our baby March 13th of 2020. So it just started (laughs) like, so that week, like the hospital calls and they're like, okay, we just want to give you a heads up. Like we're not allowing any outside people in the hospital, you know, whatever. I'm like, my husband's coming with me. Right. And they're like, no, no, your husband can come, but nobody else. Like, I'm sorry, but we just don't know the situation. So I literally like had a baby And then Minnesota shut down on St. Patrick's Day, like four days later, they're like, sorry, you got to close your doors just for two weeks, you know, whatever. 
And that ended up extending out to June. So it was like over three months. Wow. Um, it got a little crazy, but <clears throat> we took advantage. Like it was an unexpected blessing for me yeah. to spend that time one-on-one with my child. Cause you know, like when you have a baby, people bombard you. They're like, Hey, like my mom was like, call me when you're going to the hospital. Like I, felt horrible because I, I was getting induced and I knew I was going, but I didn't tell her. Right, I was like, like no. I just want this time myself. Like yeah. that's how I want it to be. And then that just worked out that way. Yeah. And then, um, three months of not seeing anybody. And like, we were like, man, we're sick of this shit. We're driving. We had, um, an old, like, Ford Econoline van that we like made into a camper and we drove out to California to see our family so that they can meet him um so we had like an extended maternity leave slash vacation so it was really nice we did a cross-country road trip with a newborn baby (laughs) that's wonderful what it was then it was it was uh it was odd it was odd but unexpected timing I'm yeah. so glad because I, I do feel like that was kind of the, the overall perspective of 2020 is that I think it was needed. It was um, in a weird way, um, like very eye-opening way. Like, was it great for the economy? Not necessarily like, you know, we're, we're taking a hit for it now, yep. but we're going to recover at some point. And honestly, like, I was so happy to have that time uninterrupted with my family. And like, I would walk, like I'd walk around our neighborhood and it was just refreshing to see kids outside. You couldn't go into a store and buy a trampoline or a bicycle or a swimming pool right? because like people were buying those things again, you know? Mm -hmm. So like kids were outside playing, like it wasn't just like, oh, we're going to sit in the house on the tablet or we're going to do this. Like families got to spend time together again. That's really, yes, absolutely. That's wonderful. I love that. Well, and it it had great timing. If that's, you know, lined up to your first child, I'm, I'm very glad for that. Cause you know, I, I don't have, well, you don't know. Um, I do. I don't have kids. You have been listening to my podcast. So, you know, um, I don't have kids. So I always think about the business portion of it and I, I get really like, don't tell me I can't do what I love to do. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, Right. Yeah, I know. And I totally got that way too. Like people were like, can you do back alley haircuts? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I could, but I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the reality is too, is that you just, um, I don't know, like if you don't have your gear and your setup and like, you know, I, I don't, I like a nice work life uh, home balance, whatever. Um, I don't, uh, you know, I, I dabbled with the idea of having a, a studio downstairs in my house. And what I found was I just, I didn't utilize it enough to warrant it there. Like you really do have to use it often and to yeah. make it nice. And I didn't. And then I just, I found that like, I don't, I don't really want to do work like that in my house, you know? Right. So I guess you there, like, I had yeah. people ask me about tattooing during that time. And I, at first I was like, I can't even access my stuff. It's in a, in a cylinder lock studio. I can't get it. Um, but then after that, I was like, I had to start my own business during it. And I was like, dude, I got a rebound from here. So it was like a whole bunch of like transition from 
one yeah. way to another. Now I'm just trying to find the cojones that you had and start my own business. I mean, I have one, but it's a sole proprietorship and it seems, right. I don't know. I, I like working with people. I like meeting I'm, people. I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. It's the scariest fucking thing you'll ever do in your life. Like it, I, you don't have to lie. I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm not even doing it. <laughs> Uh, that's why like when I go on these uh these apprenticeship forums and I I talk to these little shits that like tell me I'm self-entitled and stuff I'm like do you understand that I'm scared of half the people that like of what they're doing like I have enough understanding now of what I don't know that that I have reverence you're asking advice of somebody who not only does this but has families that Mm -hmm. run their own businesses and who are continually educating themselves and trying to keep their craft up, up as well. You know, like they're, they're going to seminars and all this stuff too. It never stops for any of us. I know that you think you're going to arrive at something, but you don't, you don't like, (laughs) I mean, like we're, my husband runs a marketing agency. Like I'm sitting in his office right now. Like I can't, I can't work from home, but he does it. Like kudos to him. Like I cannot even fathom, like it doesn't like I need to separate, Mm -hmm. but, and then like, we're like, Oh, we're going to start this salon. And now here we are like, Oh, well we need to open a tattoo studio. So we need to buy more real estate. So now here we sit like with three separate businesses. Well, technically four, because there's rental associated with the business, like the building that we bought and like a rental house. And I'm like, are we ever going to get there? Like, are we ever going to stop this shit? Because I don't know how much more I can take, but like the fact of the matter is like, if you stop growing, you're stagnant. Like, yeah, I think it's just important to know, to give yourself time, you know, like a lot of people. And that's, again, you know, this, I, I hope that this podcast is supplemental for people to understand that like, it sucks for all of us, but it's also worth it for all of us too. Um, you know, yeah, I have to do. I have this mantra. Like my dad always tells me like, man, if you didn't have bad luck, you wouldn't have any at all. (laughs) I'm like, it has nothing to do with luck because like my life is a shit show because I am doing everything. Like I'm not, I'm not just like, what is my, um, my husband has a word for it. Like like a lunch, uh, I can't remember, but anyways, like a nine to five worker. I'm not someone who yeah. just goes to, to, to a job and, and then works comes a home. Set schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm working 24 seven. People are like, Oh, what's your hobbies? I go home and work more. You're like, like hobbies. <laughs> I, I hang out with my kids right? and then I work until yeah. I fall asleep. Like that's my hobby. That's what I enjoy. Yep. I'm right there with you. And my friend Kathy put it this way today. This is cool. She was like, sometimes you got to open every door, you know, like to find the right one. Right. And she's like, you know, it it might just be that it's going to take a little longer. You got to open every door, but, and then you got to shut it. But, you know, then when you find the right door, you walk through it and that's how it is. And, and I feel like that's the truth of this profession too, is that it's either going to lead you to it and climbing within it or it's going to lead you out of it to what you were really meant to do right you know you've accomplished so much already in just 13 years time like that's so great 
Right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, so, like, I'm in awe. <laughs> like this, um, this mantra that I was talking about, like, it's not about luck. Like you got to look at it. Like I always tell everybody, like, you have to look at it this way. Like if there were really truly no bad times in your life, what, what would you have to appreciate? Like mm-hmm. if everything was all good all the time, yeah, then, then what? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have any perspective and no. that's, that's a key to everything. It's a key. I mean, if you're a visual person, um, you know, just in hair, you can't cut a good head of hair. If you stay in one spot, right. you have to keep moving around your client. You have to look at it in the mirror. You have to flip your perspective and look at it abstractly. You have to, you know, look at them face to face and be weird and get in their face and like, not even look at them. Just look at the hair. You know, yeah. <laughs> you got to do a lot of different things in order to get that right haircut. And it, it is, it's all about perspective, right? Like with doing brows, like I make people laugh all the time. Cause like I get in their face and I'm like, I might make some funny faces and that's okay. But I want to see like your honest to goodness reactions. Like when you laugh, what do your eyebrows do? Oh, that's great. Like when you're smiling. What do your eyebrows do when you're like, what the hell is she saying to me? Like you have that little scowl. I want to know what your eyebrows do because I want to make sure they're placed well on your face. So yeah. they're not be like funky at any given moment because we don't control our expressions all the time. Yep. And you know what? You just pointed out something that makes me um, now want to go to a professional for my next round of it when I get them touched <laughs> up because, yeah, you know, I can't see that for myself. I can only see what my face is in one, you know, in one way while I'm doing it. I mean, for the most part, people say I do my makeup well, but fuck if I know. I mean, I, like, <laughs> it'd be good to have somebody like you, like, make me laugh and do a few things. Be like, well, you know, I can see why you did this, but I think it might be better if you do it this way. Um, right. And that's like the next level of like, you know, I mean, we're in the visuals, so it's good to default to a lot of people's perspectives when you're when you're trying to, like, get that overarching look or you yeah. know something like that I, I think that's great that's awesome I know I didn't I didn't even think about that so that makes perfect sense <laughs> right. well and like I always I kind of messes with people but I tr- draw two different brow, brow shapes to begin uh-huh. with like not completely different like still structurally fitting their face or whatever but I'm like okay there's slight differences in each side now I want you to look at each side and tell me which one you like better so I cover half their face and I'm like okay look at oh, that that's okay. awesome now look at this, like, which one looks better to you? Like I see so many people have like these cookie cutter brows. Like everybody's got the same shit. Every, not everybody's face is the same, right? Like we have to do what they're used to. And like, and I always tell people, listen, if you have been doing your brows a certain way, your entire life, and they're a little uneven, I'm okay with that. Now, if they're outrageously uneven, I'm not tattooing them that way on your face. And I will tell you that, but if you feel better having them a little bit off because that's your comfort level. Mm-hmm. I'm that's okay fine. with that. Like yep. they're not meant to be identical. Right. Well, most people, their faces are different from side to side. Anyway, yeah. that's a fun project is like clipping one side of your face and then mirroring it and see what you yes. look like. One looks really dumb and one looks like kind of beautiful. It's weird. Like you have like a Neanderthal right. side and then like it. A- <laughs> yeah <laughs> at least with me I'm like no oh, yeah, that's my smart side right there. <laughs> there's a bunch of reels going around about that right now like there's some kind of filter that does it for you and like people are like 
Oh my God, what just happened? <laughs> Look, that's my long lost sibling right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> well, uh, so now you had, you had expressed that, so you're licensed in cosmetic tattooing, but now you're trying to get an apprenticeship into doing more of the artistic realm of it. And you said that that's been problematic and hard. Talk it about that. has been. So like to get licensed in Minnesota, you have to do the 200 hours. And since cosmetics and artistic body tattooing both fall under that same category under the license, like I, I've already been licensed and I've been doing it. So like I approach a shop and I'm like, hey, listen, here's the deal. I'm licensed. However, I do cosmetics and I want to do tattoos and everyone's like, oh, come work for me and do the cosmetics. And I'm like, no, no, I got my own shop. (laughs) I've got my, I have my own shop. I I don't need that. Right. But I want to learn the proper techniques. Like, can I, like, I could not tell you how many hours I spend on YouTube and how many thousands of dollars I've spent on like different online courses just to learn different techniques. My next one is the reinventing the tattoo. That's my next purchase. But, um, I think you're going to love that. Yeah. Um, Um, like I bought, it's really into the artistic realm of it. So if you haven't gone through art, art training and stuff, I feel like reinventing the tech and that really is it honestly it's design principles and stuff that you're gonna you're gonna catch right away because you already have an eye for shape and design and those kind of things that you'll you'll really love but it kind of just fine-tunes your artistic knowledge Uh, you'll love it so like I I did finally like get into a shop in January and like I really want to learn these things like I've already been learning like the owner's like, well, I'm a piercer. So don't like, you don't have to show me your drawings because I don't know the damn difference. <laughs> um, I love it. But so he's like, well, work and build up some rapport with this other artist and like, we'll do what we can, you know, and go from there. And then you can do your permanent cosmetics here too, or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, fine. Like I'm getting in somewhere and they're not just like, oh, come do permanent makeup for me. They're like, okay, well, well, you know, we're open to this idea and we think that he'll work with you too, whatever. And I finally got somewhere, but it's still like such a limited time because like, I am blessed in the sense that like, he's not charging me for an apprenticeship because I already understand the basics. Like I've been drawing my entire life. Mm -hmm. Like, so I'm just like, okay, well, I want to do this kind of tattoo. What do I need to do different with this technique here? And like, he gives me the homework assignments and that, but he's not like taking time off of his schedule frequently to sit with me to monitor what I'm doing. Gotcha. Gotcha. So he finally really where you get that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you get a lot of insight. So Um, that's when, will he let you tattoo him at all? So (laughs) funny story about that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the owner, the owner, the piercer uh-huh. was like, I I'm really comfortable with like black and gray and lines and stuff like that. Cause I mean, like I do eyeliner. So that's a, that's like a, like a one round liner or like a 0.25, three round liner, like Whoa. extra tight, you know, like, so Fine, I'm comfortable. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm comfortable with that stuff. Right. But I'm like, I need, I really need work on like color packing and stuff like that. That's where I am not comfortable. And so he's like, well, shit, I got some space on my leg. I mean, we're talking like uh, a 
a gold, like gold coin dollar, silver dollar kind of size. And he's right. like, do whatever you want. I'm like, well, shit, that's not intimidating, but right. <laughs> I'm like, give me some kind of direction here. Right. And he's like, well, I don't know, pick something. And I, so I was like, well, shit, do you like Disney movies? And he's right. like, sure. I'm like, okay. Like, what's your favorite Disney movie? And he's like, ah, old school stuff, like maybe Fantasia or something like that. So I did a, a Fantasia Mickey Mouse on him. Oh, perfect. That's awesome. Um, I chewed That's it great. up a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. um, the color all stayed. So, like, <laughs> you know, he's like, it was a little rough healing, but that shit's in there. <laughs> Well, at least that's good. Well, yeah. and I think that uh, there's a thing. I was talking about it today um, with with one of my friends who I'm tattooing, and we were discussing our heels. Um, I I am exceedingly light handed, um, but I think that was a product of doing classic art as as a thing first, because you're taught to go in very light. And you're, you're taught to keep your wrists very, very flexible when you're drawing and you do big, you know, things. So you're used to doing things that are real tight. You got to keep your wrists very solid and, and that's how you get carpal tunnel too. Right. (laughs) Right? Yeah. It's like, you got to end up doing a lot of wrists, like exercises afterwards because of just like the stability that happens with tattooing. And I think that those those classic tattoo artists that, that learned, uh, from coil machines that learn how to put a good tattoo in it, it was about like, get it in, be economic with the time because you you're usually having to deal with walking clients and you want to make as much money as possible. And you, and you don't know if you're ever going to see that person again, um, at least in the old, old versions of it. So you want to get it in, you want it to be efficient, economic, everything all in one. And it's, and it's not really about like romancing it or making sure that the clients have yeah. a great time. It's like, no, man, you got to, you got to deal and suffer. And so, I mean, in truth, you, you were just in alignment with probably every other you yeah. know, experience he's had whenever I've taught, um, just because it's because of what, where I came from, I always kind of, heavily do the art background or pick somebody that has that first just so I can get the you know the flexibility and things like that but I think with reinventing the tattoo which thank god I mean I don't know what it is now but it's only like three hundred dollars for like a year I'm not sure what it has become because I know that they revamped their service but dude it's so worth it um and that's what they focus on is a lot of the art and it'll teach you kind of the um the the flexibility of it and if I could recommend I know iPads are all the rage and they're great for like creating um creating uh and you can do a lot of stuff that's very similar but I would say that like in the beginning try to try to use like pencils and things like that that you can be lighter with and not get some shortcuts or not have to hold because that the stylus of those things have a weird yeah definitely too like I I struggle with the iPad. I'm more comfortable with pencil and paper. Oh, good. And like, I'm in this, like, I'm in this little artsy community, like where I live, oh, there's 1500 people, <laughs> like middle of nowhere, like, but like, there's this, it's called Greenwater Garage and Art Gallery. Uh-huh. 
And on Monday nights, they do a painting club. And on Tuesday nights, they do a drawing club. So for like $10, like it doesn't matter where you're at. Like she does it on some kind of event, like Eventbrite or something like that too. And like each week it's a different topic. Like last week was negative space. And the week before that, it was like drawing some type of glass to like catch reflections and, you know, like to learn that type of thing together without like the pressure of like, here's a class and you're going to be graded on it. And this is how it is. And like, I love that about our community. Like, if you like, it's a charming little town. Like if you pull into town, it's, it's new London, Minnesota. So if anybody wants to come visit a small artsy town, like you're like, we're right here. You're welcome. Like (laughs) love to have you. There's like murals painted all over the town, like the sides of buildings and the backs of buildings and stuff like that. Like we have one building when you first come into town every couple of years, they do a community project. So they, they section it out in little squares and they have like a printed off picture like a large thing like right now it's like girls ice skating oh cool and like you pick a square and like someone will give you the paint colors that you need and um like an image that goes within that square and then like the whole community does it together like everyone paints their little square and like we have this big mural and people can like walk by and be like, hey, I helped do that. Like, oh, dude, that's awesome. Um, I, you know, I hate to get on me for a second because, you know, this isn't about me, but that's kind of what I had thought about doing uh, if I were to assume my dad's building. My mom said I was foolish because she was. because that's what she likes to do I mean I don't know if she likes to do it I think it's just her natural temperament is to to nod dog anything that I might propose (laughs) because it's good right like because you it's good to hear from all sides of a perspective she's always my warning my unsolicited advice my opinions that just fuck up any kind of dream (laughs) I might have but it's good it's fine because she does she is right a lot she does think about all the things but there's this big fence outside my dad's salon and I thought about doing the same thing as like an advertising thing like doing you know a yearly communal project where I just and not even as regimented though that would be even cooler is like if we all came together and like we we came up with a design together and then everybody got paints and did it and and involved the community in it because I I would love to do something like that I really like things like that that's really 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 cool and um and it's such a great thing to like draw people in you know especially to a small town and stuff it's super cool um well you'll have to come check it out so you can take the idea and how to work it back like I can put you in touch with the lady who does all the organizing of all of it like the last the project last summer was like community butterfly murals so there is like butterflies all over the sides of different buildings that different people painted I love murals man that would be dope I am upgrading right now on my Zoom. So if you see me like not make eye contact with you, I've been doing <laughs> I was like, I'm just freaking gonna upgrade right now. I don't wanna have to, I mean, if it'll stave off, like we got three minutes before it clicks us off again, it's gonna annoy the piss out of me. This is how you get me to pay for shit, by the way. I'm just like, screw it. Yep. I don't even care. <laughs> like, don't mess up my thing. Right. Um, I'm I'm hoping though that I no, this is not it. Okay. I got to think of my credit card number, which I know by heart, but only if I'm focused. Um, All right. I'll let you focus. We're going to take a moment of silence for Amy's brain. 
um, what, what the hell is my I'm not going to remember it now um, <laughs> <laughs> so much pressure I know it's so terrible um, I think I think I got it and if I don't well, they'll just kick it back on me and it's going to tell me we don't accept your your money um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much everyone listeners involved uh, I appreciate you you know it's raw to find I you know right shit show um what is my damn expiration date i think it's that i think (laughs) jesus christ you know in every other instance i i got it down now where's the like submit button this is what i hate is it here oh god um yeah oh here we go continue oh employment account okay just me just me why is that essential anybody who's upgraded with zoom okay that's not bad i mean it's not great but it's not bad right uh for anyone who's upgrading their zoom accounts that you can go longer than 40 minutes which is what they give you it's 14.99 per month just fyi which is fine i i will do deal with it and by the way if you have a square account they also have started uh, charging for syncopation. Cool. For completing your purchase, please remain on the page and do not close Ooh. your browser. I know, right? Now- We've now been upgraded to unlimited minutes. Fuck yes. This is what has to happen. But yeah, my Square account did the same thing. I mean, again, everybody's got to start, you know, they got to charge more, all that stuff. Um, inflation, blah, blah, blah. Um you know, it's important. I get it. But, uh, now square is charging for, uh, syncing my calendars too, which was fun finding out because they yeah. just decided not to do it anymore. And they might've sent an email, but like you get so many from these fucking places that it's like, I'm supposed to open every single one of them. I guess I am. And right. they, I just one day didn't have my calendar sync up and I didn't know what my, my schedule was. And I was like, holy shit, what's happening. And then I find out that they're now charging for syncing your calendars. And I'm like, oh shit. And it's like 30 bucks a month. I'm like, what? okay. <laughs> well, that's just like, that's just like my booking software. Like mm-hmm. they, they upgrade for everything. Like, oh, I want my forms to be digital. That's an extra $10 a month. I need to add someone else to my calendar. That's an extra $10. Like I want to be able to store photos. So when I have someone coming in for a tattoo, I have a photo mm-hmm. like, or like microblading, I can store photos of their eyebrows or whatever like I'm I'm a photo oriented person like I could walk up to you and like formulate your hair color by looking at it but like I still want pictures (laughs) right but if it's like two or three months old and it's faded like um do you have a picture of when your hair was fresh because then I'll know right Right. no totally I I 100% agree not to mention you know it's kind of I don't know I'm a hoarder I'm I'm a digital hoarder I have so many external hard drives I pay for so much storage space it's dumb I try I try to like delete them all but uh but I I love storytelling and everything's valuable to me and it sucks like I I feel you, but that was the thing you contacted me about, um, when I was talking about the corrections, uh, in Minnesota and I was trying desperately to, uh, cause I don't think that it was her agenda to be honest with you. Um, 
Nan was nice and all, but um, I think that the truth is that she had a budget and she had to spend a budget and she had to validate a budget and um, and and she was just thinking of something to do. And and I don't think she really wanted to listen to me. But as far as rehabilitation, I mean, when you when you are setting somebody up for a position, as you well know, you're already licensed and you're having a hard time going into the next phase of it. You find out there's all these things that they charge you for that. Right. You know, like, well, and something like, so what you said on that podcast about like the three years experience, like that resonated with me so strong because I was like, I, I, I do have an apprentice with permanent makeup right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, I live in a rural area. Like there's no options. Like I had to drive two hours to go to my apprenticeship when I originally did it, wow. you know? So this, this girl approached me and she was like, I want to do this. And like, I'm already signed up for a class, but like, I don't want to have to go to the Metro and whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm three years in. I'm happy to do it and teach you what I've learned in those three years because I just stopped being fucking terrified. Right. But I said, a lot of it is going to be us learning some things together. Yeah. Like, not gonna lie to you I don't fucking know it all that's for sure <laughs> well but like I will say that you probably have the edge because of the hair industry I mean you have you have a natural there's a lot of things that people don't realize and that's the other thing is that in a prison when you know consensual sex between two adults is considered legally rape in those kind of facilities how how are you gonna allow a prisoner to touch someone as necessary and deal with all of those things? I mean, you have to kind of be used to um, t- touching somebody in a very specific way. And at least you were already over that in a lot of respects with your hair, you know, life. Mm-hmm. You're, you have that that barrier break where you you're comfortable in that space where you're really breaking down some boundaries that in other other realms you you know you really have to adhere to it's not acceptable but in the hair world it is so in that respect you know you you are more savvy and used to a lot of things than you probably even give yourself credit for because you know tattooing itself is intimidating but there's a lot of things I found for people who are just not used to touching people or absorbing right. their pain or their discomfort or any of those things that you are. So I, I'd say that you were, I'd say that you probably are more like, you know, five years in, if we were to curve it just for that in, yeah. in respect to what you've already learned in the hair industry. But again, kudos to you for knowing what you don't know and being real with what you could give to that person. Right. I think that's awesome. And, you know, you save them a two hour drive in a place where now we have $5 gas prices. So, right. Alan, so that's, that's a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I think a big part of it is like, just don't bullshit people. Mm-hmm. Like I had a gal like that. I did a line work tattoo on that turned out great. And she's like, well, this is the Lotus that I want to put in the center of the circle. Right. Mm-hmm. And she showed me this picture and it's a solid color, no outline. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you. I can't do that. Yeah. I'm yeah. not there. Yeah. Like, I'm like, eventually, yes. 
but mm-hmm. at this point, no. And she's like, she's like, no, that's cool. Like, I appreciate you like telling yeah. me that. Like, you know, she's not like, oh, well, shit, I'm gonna go somewhere else. Then she was like, she was like, respectful of that and like patient with that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, sounds good. Like, let me know whenever you're ready, and you know, like, that's how it has to be. Like. Mm-hmm. If you're not fucking ready, don't do it. Know your own boundaries and be willing to learn to push past them. Like I do some pieces that are kind of on the edge of my comfort level, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to do something that I'm like, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing, but I'm just going to go for it. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I don't want that shit on my body and I don't want to do it to somebody else. Yeah. Well, and that was my whole thing with the corrections thing. It's not that I don't believe in second chances, but I have to be real with a person where they're at. And realistically, a person's in prison, (laughs) right? They're they're already in prison because they're used to and kind of uh, irreverent with boundaries anyway. So so regardless what the boundary is that they crossed and whatever we might think about whether or not they should be in prison or in that, whatever, they crossed a boundary that is about societal respect and, and assimilation that they've already been flagrant and disregarding to. Why would I, why would, why would I feel comfortable giving that person that kind of allowance to double down on that and take further uh allowance and and irreverent kind of attitude into something that's permanent on another person like the other the other thing that like at first when I heard about it I was like I'm on the fence about it like yeah you know it's not like let's teach them something that'll be useful but then like I mean there's other things too but the thing I think that gets me about it and I like don't want to be political by any means but like what the what the fuck about wiping out all this college debt right like yeah what about what about the people like me or you like when I got out of cosmetology school I didn't have any clients but I had to run a business so what did I do I worked nine to five or six in the salon ate some food and then I bartended from seven to two yep and I did that multiple days a week just to pay the taxes. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like it's, it's a lot. And that's, that's my other part of that. And I don't think there's anything political like that. It's just real. It's just real. It's just the truth. And unfortunately it seems like to me, we're becoming less and less comfortable with that truth, or at the very least, um, you know, people recognizing where we are, which is, it's again, um, like you had pointed out, you know, in keeping and growing, but you can't really grow if you don't know where you're at either. So, and you can't say no to something if you don't know your boundaries either. You can't, you can't assess anything if you're not being real with where you're at. And that's my whole thing is that, you know, things need to matter, you know, in order for you to teach something, there has to be there has to be common understandings about what, what we're doing. You can't just keep reinventing the wheel and then expect everybody to be on the same page. It doesn't work that way. People are going to be like, well, wait, wait a minute. What the, what the hell is going on now? Like, wait a minute. I thought I was fine. Now I'm not fine. You know, like what did it? And I don't think that's political. I think that that's just, you know, it's just using your eyes (laughs) looking around and being like, wait a minute, man. I, I want 
And that's something that I, I try to tell people too. Like, look, everything, whether it's politics, religion, any of these things you're not supposed to talk about, we create them. We're people. Oh, yeah. we, we create them. They are systems. They are understandings that we create no matter what religion, no matter what faith, no matter what practice, whatever. It's human beings creating these things. But there is a there is a need in in uh, if we're if we're talking about societies and creating things and coming together, I think ultimately what we all seek and you know this as a service industry provider, people want to connect. That's what they ultimately yeah. want to do. How hard are we going to make that? That's right. the, that's the real question. Is how hard are you going to make giving somebody a hug? How hard are you going to make you know? comforting somebody when they really, really need just a, an ear or, you know, some understanding. That's the thing is that, yeah, there's lots of things to be freaked out about. And there's lots yeah. of things that you could focus on that make that connection, you know, more taxing. But at the end of the day, like, that's what we're here to do. You know, right. we're here to take risks and ain't none of us getting out of this shit alive. So fuck it, right. dude. Like, what are, you, what are we going to do? I'm going to turn on my yeah. light real quick. Um, but yeah, I, and, and honestly, I, I like politics and all that stuff because I, I learned a lot about somebody. I, I always think about it in terms of like, well, I'm not trying to change who you are. I know that's right. the perception whenever I speak about something. Um, but it's more so I'm trying to gain perspective and I'm trying to test my own to see if, you know, there's I, more people that think like me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I personally like politics too, but like my, my dad, I, I was an accident. I was a late child. My dad is 82 years old. So I was oh, wow. by a baby cool. boomer, you know, like uh -huh. my mom's a Gen X or my dad's a baby boomer. People say rob the cradle, whatever. But like one of my favorite pastimes is like where I'm from. It's like another little small, tiny town. There's a moose lodge there, a little bar. And on Friday nights, they do a meat raffle, which is like a Midwest thing. So if you've never heard of it, like, I'm not crazy. It's just no, break like, it, break it down. What is it? I, so, so the local like grocers or meat markets, like anything like that will like donate like a bunch of different packages, like valued at like, say $10, depending on like how much they charge you. And then they give out 25 tickets around and two tickets get pulled and you get to go pick out a steak to take oh, home. That's, cook. Dude, that's like, dope. Yeah. So it's a small town Midwestern thing, but like, so that was like what me and my dad did together. Right. Like, Aww. I don't live there anymore, so we don't really get the chance to do it much. But like we'd go to this bar and we'd sit with his happy hour crowd. So like I'm talking about like, you know, at the time, a bunch of guys in their mid 60s to their 70s. And these dudes would sit next to each other at the bar and talk politics and bicker. And I mean, back and forth, like completely different. You'd have Democrats and Republicans and didn't fucking matter. Like they yeah. were they were like, oh, but this and this, you know, like just back and forth all night long. And the fact of the matter was by the next week, nobody cared. No, they all still sat next to each other. Like you could talk about it. Someone could have a different opinion. Like you might talk shit to them be like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But like they were still friends at the end of it all. Like, yep. well, that's, that's what boys do. Opinion. 
And that's yeah, what boys I, do anyway. Like they give each other shit all the time. Right. You know, they call each other names. They poke fun. But it's also like, I think, you know, you know, like the 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 want to like solve the woes of the world in, in a in a small town bar. I think that's in all of us. Like if if yeah. only, like if we had it my way or my, you know, like it's good because you learn about a person, um, and you also learn that you can you can have disagreements with a person. Um, you can learn what I I think you learn what love really is because right. if you can't have a misunderstanding or a bicker with somebody and then come back at the end of the day and know what's real, you know, like yeah. it's really important. Then you were never meant to be friends anyway. Like, right. You know? So I yeah. think that's amazing. That's really, really cool. And I, I, it makes sense too, because as a caretaker or somebody who meets so many people throughout your life and just wanting to comfort them wherever they are, you know, that would be a study and, and a very interesting one. I did the same thing. I not, not, um, not so much as, uh, I, I just got gained access to a lot of places that I wasn't supposed to, right. I think, because my parents like, are just like, yeah, uh, whatever business <laughs> owners, local community, like yeah. everybody knows everybody. It's okay. You're 10. You can come in the bar and shoot pool. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I think their pastimes in their lives were so much more traumatic. They knew they were making right. it easier on us. Like this was, you know, there was this right. is nothing compared to their childhood trauma. So right. Like, let them listen. It's fine. They got to learn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? Totally. But I always found it fascinating. Like I, I loved, I loved watching it and stuff. Um, I guess that's, that's just how I process things. So it was hard for me when I was learning too, because I learned through asking a lot of questions and through needing to verbalize things that I see mm-hmm. and think. And I think that comes out wrong a lot. At least it oh. has been in my experience. <laughs> We could be best friends. <laughs> I'm already there, girl. I think it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> like, I'm an over-explainer and I repeat things all the time, you know? And people are like, yes, yes. And I'm like, I okay, you know what? It helps me to say it out loud to make sure I'm understanding it correctly and to make sure that I remember it. So mm-hmm. that's the way it's going to be. And then I'll come home and I'm telling the same story to all 10 people I saw in the day. And I tell my husband this story. He's like, you already told me that like three times. I'm like, do you know how many people I've told that story? I don't know if I told you or not. Be like, you're the marketing guru. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is my sales pitch, bro. Like, I mean- <laughs> It's like, I gotta, I, you know, like you should be used to this by now. <laughs> right? It was the same thing with my dad. He, like we all heard the same joke for like a month straight. So all of us were like, oh my God, not this again. But everybody that he, you know, did hair of, it was their first time hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you get. Like you gotta, you know, you gotta find a rhythm in it too, because, um, I mean, you know, just certain things denote your style, your your marketing, your branding, who you are, all those things. My um, branding is nerdy. I love it. I love it. That's that's going to be great for you in um, in tattooing as well. So getting back to that, what is the, the style that you like and that, what you want to learn? So I... I love like realistic stuff, but like I'm kind of learning to like other things like one thing that drives me absolutely bonkers right now (laughs) and it might be controversial but I'm ready um permanent cosmetics like institutes teachers whatever are starting to teach these tiny tattoo courses right okay 
And like, I love fine line tattoos and I love that kind of stuff. However, we have to be realistic with it. Like they're teaching like these little inch by inch things. And like, there's tons of detail. And I'm like, girl, I can do that for you, but let's make it like four or five inches big because what do you want it to look like in five years? Like, or even more, nobody what, can, do you, what do you nobody, want to look like it when, when I'm across the room? Right. What do you want it to look like? Cause right. if I don't make that look just as good across the room, yeah. I'm going to have to be up in your grill to recognize it. And how close do you want motherfuckers to be to you? Right. So like, <laughs> but you're like having these like one day courses for tiny tattoos for permanent cosmetic artists. And I'm like, there is no way that you're going to learn all of that information. Do you guys have, um, because I would think you would be more tapped into um, different skin types and stuff because it is a study of the hair world as well. I think a good business model would be uh, if you're going to explore the tiny tattoo, figure out how to put a, put a tattoo in on the hands and the, and the fingers. Well, yeah, there's, there's no way, you know, you can't really make them big. They have to be right. small. And if you can figure out a technique that holds them in the skin very, very well, um, either that or a process or something like that. I've heard that with the palm, the thing to do is stipple, like yeah. run the line and then stipple it in and just make sure it's a very purposeful stipple. And then, yeah. So like for me, the smaller tattoos that I have been doing, like I've done a couple on hands and stuff. And like, I know it kind of goes against like the traditional technique, but like, I kind of brush my lines in, like you said that light, yeah, you know, and like, that's, that's worked well for me, you know? Um, but I always warn people, like, if you're coming in for a hand tattoo, like this is a high maintenance tattoo before I give it to you, I'm going to tell you, like, expect to touch this thing up yearly. Yeah. 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 Like you have to know that going in. Otherwise I don't want to do it. Like I had someone the other day who wanted like this stack of books going down onto the heel of her hand and like a leaf coming off, you know, and I'm like, well, we can put it there. However, like you're going to have to get that area of the tattoo touched up a lot. And she's like, oh, well, never mind. We can move it up then, (laughs) you know, like the best ones is if I mean, this is a sales pitch for anybody who wants to, because I think that tattooing is very shamanistic it's very um it's rooted in ritual um I have a friend who had me do Nordic runes he actually does practice a more Nordic pagan kind of um religion and um he put them on the insides of his fingers on these pads and um it's on the first knuckle of the inner pad Mm -hmm. and um they do wear off. And every time that we re-tattoo them, he redoes the ritual. Like he goes over and over in his head, mm-hmm. the meanings of them. And he, you know, just kind of gives himself over to the pain. Cause he says it's wicked painful. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, he knows that. And he's like, you know, I, I feel like every time they wear off, it's time for me to renew my vows. So <laughs> I think that that's a good thing for them. Um, and of course that's the inside of the hand, you know, and given who you're talking to or dealing with, if you're dealing with somebody who works with their hands a lot, they're probably going to wear off faster and all that stuff. But I mean, I have a hand tattoo and and it's done fine. Like, but it's on a place in the hand where it, 
it, it was a 50 50 I don't do much more than tattoo I'm gloved up all day so yeah it was gonna I be mean, like like one lady <laughs> I had was a nurse so like imagine how many times a day you're washing your hand or using oh. sanitizer and stuff and like it was very simple just a little cross on her ring finger and I'm like yeah we can definitely do that but I'm gonna tell you like it has to be touched up I guess like the bone I had to pick is like since I started with this tattoo artist, like, and it's not even a true apprenticeship, like there is a major, major difference in technique from tattooing to permanent cosmetics. Oh. Like there is no way, that. there's no way that you're going to learn how to do a tattoo in a day as compared to like doing if you know because like the classes are like well if you're already licensed this is an advanced course like this is not a beginner course and that's great but you're not going to learn to tattoo in a day no it's not going to happen no and there's there's a reason why they ask 200 hours just for the the cosmetic portion or any of it is like that time under the needle really matters and um uh, i have a, a guy i forget where he is i think he's in norway I mean, he'll know I'm talking about him if he listens to the podcast, but I keep trying to sell him on this one style. Mm -hmm. Um, And his whole thing is, is like, well, I'm trying to stay busy. You know, I'm trying to like take what comes. I can't force my, you know, my wants. I'm like, but actually you can, you know, what you have to do is create a lot of, um, and you're, you're a person who has a marketing agent in the house, so he can probably help you, but um, you, you have to create a lot of pre-drawn art, but right. why not sell people on something that you have to be less like that you can be more free flowing with his, his, I see what he's going for, mm-hmm. but if you don't get that solid tattoo, that solid line work, it just right. looks like you fucked up. So, and- <laughs> <laughs> so you want to hear a funny story about yeah. that? No, it, yeah. yes, totally. <laughs> One of the first like traditional style tattoos I did was on my brother-in-law and <laughs> he's just like whatever dude he's super chill right right he has a chihuahua named taco so he's like I want a taco dog and Aww. I'm like okay oh, God, explain a little that. more he's like I want a taco with legs and a tail <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> okay. You're like okay so so um I I'm going into this and I'm scared shitless to use black because like I've only had minimal amounts of training at this point. I'm like, I'm not going to lie. It's probably not going to be perfect. Like, I hope you're okay with that. Like, I just want you to know. He's like, yeah, I know it's fine. We'll put it up on my like upper leg and no one will have to see it, whatever. So I did this tattoo, man, did it look like shit? Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do black because you can't cover that up very easily. But you know what? If it's just like this yellow color, it's okay. <laughs> and um, I was like, um, okay. So I just redid it like a month ago and put the outline on it. What a freaking difference. Right. Like you talk about solid line work, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my god, it makes the whole difference. And kudos yeah. to you for for going that route, like, and for him to allow you to do what you were comfortable with and take the time to 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 get a, a good taco dog, you know, like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm I in itself, it it's it's funny, it's quirky, it's gregarious, it's you know, kind of irreverent because it's very personal, and I'm sure he. He gave you that skin because he really wants to do it.
(laughs) Not too many taco dogs out there. That wraps up part one, diary listeners. Please be sure to come back for the conclusion next week with Paulina and to hear more about the Art of Ink Studio. Thanks for listening. You can find The Apprenticeship Diaries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our IG is the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries. If you would like to offer constructive criticism or an interview, drop us an email at theapprenticeshipdiaries at gmail.com. We We look look forward forward to hearing from from our our listeners. listeners.